This episode of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by our 2020 longevity experiences to the Greek island of Ikaria and the Italian island of Sardinia. Come to one or both blue zones with us for an unforgettable bucket list trip of a lifetime. Live with the locals, make the food, eat the food, drink the wine and discover the longevity lifestyle with a select group of like-minded people just like you who will become friends for life. Activities include stunning hikes, cooking classes, essential oil workshops, festivals and dancing, grape stomping and wine, foraging with the locals and so much more. For dates, highlights, videos and all the details and to apply, go to 100notout.com. Group size is limited to 16 and applications processed on a first-in, first-serve basis. TheWellnessCoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, episode 349, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, Marcus Pierce here with you as always, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce my brother from another mother. He's the co-founder of The Wellness Couch. He is Icarus himself. He is Dr. Damien <laughs> Christoph. Hello, Icarus. Oh, oh, mate. I was thinking, where is he going to go with this one? We've got we've got uh, royalty on the other end of the line, and you're calling me Icarus. Unbelievable. That could mean that I've fallen from grace. You know what I mean? Like well, I could have had my wings caught on fire, landed on the earth, realized that I just can't fly. I'm just an everyday average human. Hey, when you say uh, that we've done 349 episodes, mm. Do you know how many years that is? Well, it's approaching seven. Uh, seven is 364, I think. Um, it's it's 6.711 years. Yeah. I had to, do, I had to uh, type it into Google to try and work it out because I couldn't work it out. But 6.711 years, that's amazing. And, we're, and, you know, I think we're just getting better, Piercy. We're 15 weeks from seven years. And you know how I feel about seven years. And it's incredible to think that for... <laughs> Three years, coming up four years, yes. um, we yeah. will have been going to the Greek island known as the island where people forget to die. It is the beautiful island of yeah. Ikaria, and we are very excited yeah. to be returning uh, there in 2020. And if it wasn't for our guest today on the podcast, there is no way we would be able to go over to Ikaria each year. Thea Perikos is one of the biggest reasons why Ikaria has become not just a key uh, component of the longevity education around the world, but she's been able to immerse everyone that arrives on that island into what it takes to live a great long life. She is in Athens at the moment because Thea has had her knee replaced. Her incredible husband, Ilya, is looking after her. They are the stars of Kale Brock's longevity film. Let's not put that to any doubt. It is the star of the longevity film herself, Miss Thea Perikos. Welcome back to 100 Not Out, Thaya. Hello. How are you guys doing? It's good to, it's good to be back. Oh, it's great to hear your voice. i got to tell you, I know that Marcus does a lot of talking. We're seven minutes into this podcast already and Marcus just hasn't <laughs> shut up. But it's so great to have you on the line again, Thaya. Thank you, 
Hey, man, it's good to hear your voice, too. I wasn't quite sure if you were actually on the show. I'm here. I'm oh, come here. on, I'm you two. I'm the come other on. part. I'm, I'm the short leg. I'm the short leg. I get it. Uh, that's all right. You don't talk a lot, but what you say has a lot of effect, so don't worry. Oh, it's got a punch. It's got a punch. Hey, uh, hey are you healing well? You're doing well? What's, Everything's you- really good. Everything's great. Thank you. No complaints whatsoever. Now, I'd hazard a guess that uh, in Greece, you'd probably be having something like honey with tahini, maybe a little bit of cacao or something like that for your healing. Would that be about right? Well, actually, that's one of my favorite snacks, some honey with some tahini and some walnuts with some cinnamon or cocoa in it, definitely. How did I guess that? That's unbelievable. You're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all the way. Incredible. Incredible. The walnuts do it too, don't they? Oh, the, the daily mail's on to an hour for a daily diet. I can hear the phone ringing. They want to know her yeah. nutrition secrets. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, dear. But Thaya, um, it's great that you're getting your knee done. That's that's fantastic. But uh, tell us, you know, it's, it's been a couple of months since we've been in, in – uh, in the beautiful island where people forget to die in Ikaria, where uh, is has much changed? Is is anything is there anything that's changed, or is it just all still the same? In Ikaria, yeah. No, we change very very slowly. We don't see a reason to change when everything works so nicely. We thought that maybe. Well, yeah, I think what's changed is since uh, Kale Brock has released the longevity film, and it's being shown yes. all around Australia at the moment, and. And you and Ilya and all of the the locals of Ikaria are rising to fame. We thought that maybe that there'd be uh, the airport would be four times bigger. That British Airways would have put a, a base there. That you'd have all of the tabloids there looking for the fountain of yeah, youth. Yeah. But you're saying they've been wow. a little bit slow. Wow, that's impressive. That is really fast forwarding. No, come on, you guys have got a freeway put in. You got a freeway put in. You got a fast rail, all that sort of stuff. That's all happening. Oh in goodness! Ica- oh yeah, definitely, definitely. No, you, you, you know, Ikaria is is an entity unto itself, so to speak. Now let's let's bring this back into the middle because this is important. It is an entity unto itself. It is your your entity, Thayer's Inn and Restaurant, is where National Geographic were based, with Dan Butner and the team looking for the reasons why Ikaria was. A blue zone, and for those people that are hearing that term for the first time, why it was an outlier, a place that had great longevity, great quality, and quantity of life. You've mentioned here that it is a slow to move uh, place. We tend to talk about it as if it's fifty or sixty years back in time. Um, why do you think that you know Ikaria continues to hold the magic? You said just as we were leaving, Ikaria either spits you out or it sucks you in. Why do you think that might be the case, Thea? Um, hmm. Okay, this might sound a little bit odd. To me, Ikaria has her own energy, has a very strong energy. And when you come to Ikaria, you feel it. My personal opinion in talking with people is they either love Ikaria or they hate Ikaria, but they have the feeling that Ikaria accepts them or doesn't want them. But you have to go with with her flow, her energy. You can't fight it. Yeah, there's a, this is this is this is good. I know, uh, Damo. I don't know if you could. Uh, no, I'll tell a story about you, Damo. But like, do you remember the first yeah. year and you know the kind of the coffee weight 
was a really big adjustment <laughs> in terms of the flow. But you I know, tell people, that story all the time. Well, well I tell people, that story all the time. Yeah, well, do you want to share it? Because people talk about island time, but there's a, there's island time and then there's Ikaria time. Um, because on a serious yeah. note, can you share, you know, how you adjust? Because it's a very real thing without wanting to just make it sound like waiting for coffee. Like, it's more a, 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 a metaphor for how we pace our life, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's in our life. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's very interesting, PC, because since you've been on this call, this particular call with Thea, you're talking very, very slow, like really slow. And, and that's not normally how you speak. So it's amazing that it's just re- it's grabbed you by the horns and it's brought you straight in through the microphone over to Ikaria, or at least over to Athens, because normally you speak very fast like I am right now. But when mm-hmm. you go to Ikaria and you order a coffee, you don't expect it in the next 15 minutes or 30 minutes. You could get it in like 45 minutes to three hours. So it's uh, – it's, but it's the best coffee you've ever had. Let me – let's just make a point about that. When I ordered my first coffee in Ikaria, um, I think the whole bus ordered a coffee at the same time. And by the time Lena brought the coffees out, it was probably, you know, some th- nearly – Two hours into our stay in Ikaria, that was that was driving us crazy. It was driving us mental. But then we realised that this is just the way that it is, and the pace of life is very restorative. It uh, it makes you feel fantastic. You get uplifted, and now when you and I get back there, we just slot right in. Like it's it's like a homecoming. But uh, for those people that are joining us, they might find a little bit of a shock. That's where that's I suppose that's worth explaining. Well, so can you can even though Damien's embellishing when the tourists and we like <laughs> to think of ourselves as travellers because as one of our wonderful attendees this year in Shelby said, she said, "I don't feel like a tourist. I feel like a traveller." We love the fact that we have relationships with you and Ilya and your two boys, Yanni and Leftetis, and and your auntie and uncle, uh, Yanni and Joanna, and uh, Marika and Yakovos next door, and their children, and the people around, and Dimitri, and and all the people around the town. We love the fact that we feel a, a connection to to the village. But when you when when you speak about Ikaria either sucking you in or spitting you out, is that the the challenge that people have that the island feels so slow that it, I almost want to say they can't keep up, but really what I'm saying is that they can't slow down. Is that do you think the the catalyst for being spat out of the island? I think it might be a part of it, but it's the combination of things rather than one specific thing. But also when you talk about the time. You have to understand, and it's not about waiting two hours for a cup of coffee and or something like this. It's our relationship to time is so much different than the city people or the Western world. Do you know what I mean? For us, time is not an enemy or something that we have to gain as much time. You have all these yeah. things at home to save you time, but you don't have enough time for anything. Mm, that's a great point. That is a great point. you know point. what I mean? All these time-saving yeah. conveniences, but no one has any time. So for us, time isn't an enemy. It's not a boss. Uh, it's a guide. And but we tend to work. And I'm sure you felt it too. That Ikaria time does seem to flow differently. Well, it does. I think what I'd love to ask about that is: Can you just share with people your personal story? Because you didn't grow up on the island. You were born into, uh, you know, you have Icarian parents. Can you just share the story? Because I think 
this isn't something that you've just had ever since you were born, um, even though it's been your life for the last 25 plus years. Can you just give people a background? Because I'd love to know how you adjusted to the philosophy that you now live. Uh, to be truthful with you, it wasn't so difficult because we were very fortunate. When we were kids, my mother brought us off in Icaria. Uh, so Icaria was never a foreign place or a different place. And my family would call me the throwback because I was always a step out of tune in the States, you know, where, where time is concerned, my d- different ways of thinking that we have in the city compared to how what we have in Icaria. But when you come to Icaria, because I do remember trying to get some work done, paperwork and things like this, <laughs> and I was just totally flabbergasted. And I realized that no wonder people don't have heart attacks, don't have ulcers. This is, this is over 35 years ago, though, so things have changed since then, obviously. But at that time, it was even much slower because we didn't have so many demands on us by government and bureaucratic and things like this, like we do now. But at that time, there was we were trying to get some paperwork taken care of for some family property, and it didn't get done while we were there. And I remember my father laughing and says, I haven't heard of anybody with a heart attack or an ulcer here. No wonder. But we have to understand, though, also, (laughs) you have to go with the flow. It will get done. It does get finished when, in the end. You get everything taken care of. But if you fight with it, it won't happen. That's great. Cool. That's so true. Uh, when we when we did turn up, I remember um, Ilya. Oh, maybe not Ilya. It was Yanni. Yanni was actually making a table or fixing a table. And um, and he put the table down, stopped working on the table, and you know he greeted us and invited us in the very, very, very time, first time we came to Ikaria. And he... Uh, uh, we said, oh, do you want to go back to your table? He said, no, no, it's all right. And he just hung out with us. And then the next day, the table was still lying on its side. And a couple of days later, the table was still lying on its side. And I said to him, <laughs> are you going to finish the table? And he said, yeah, yeah, I'll, get, I'll do it. I'll, I'll get it done. And uh, look, eventually somehow it got done. I don't know if it was if it was Yanni who did it or if it was somebody else. But uh, he, you know, it did get done. And that's the pace of life. And you, you're right, you know, when you go at a great pace, um, in terms of a, a great healthy pace, like a nice slow, um, mindful pace, like you guys do, it's hard to get sick. And what we notice over here, Thayer, is that heaps of people have got gut problems. So they've got bloating, irritable bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowel disease, FODMAP sensitivities, gluten sensitivities, gluten allergies, lactose intolerance. There's all these things going on with their gut, and I reckon it's got a lot to do with the pace. Do you guys have much gut issue over there? gastrointestinal health issues over there? Not that I'm aware of, no. I know people who would prefer not to eat a certain bean because it sits heavy on their stomach, but not in the sense of causing an allergy or a problem with their food. What do you mean it sits heavy on the stomach? It just what, makes well, them fart example, or something? Well, for example, if you eat a lot of beans, maybe it, sits, maybe it feels a little bit heavy on your stomach. Yeah, uh-huh. so you fart more. Yeah, you know, you have to clean it up, don't you? Um, <laughs> better better other did. Better other did, I think. <laughs> but I like, for example, my uncle. There's a one. There's a one. He'll eat all kinds of beans, but there's one bean that it just doesn't feel good on his stomach. But it's not an allergy. It's a personal preference type of a thing. Yeah. But in so far as allergy goes, I haven't heard of any gluten allergies. I haven't. I haven't heard of allergies. Food allergies in Nicaragua. It's fascinating, isn't it? Interesting you say that thing about beans because after the longevity film the other day, um, when we had the screening here in Melbourne, they, uh, everyone said, oh, so what are they eating in Ikaria? And I said, well, you know, they just, 
just eat normal food. And, I was, and then they said, well, you know, it must be it must be you know something to do with Ikaria in their food that makes them live a long time. Anyway, they were all hell bent on trying to work out what it was. And as you know, Dan Butner worked out that it was just that all of these blue zones, these cultures, consumed some kind of legume, like some kind of bean in their diet. What what sort of beans do you guys eat? And are you having beans with every single meal? I just want to put this to rest. I don't. I just think want. We I have want beans. the people. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't think we have beans with every no, single meal. I think what we have is a very healthily balanced diet. We have a lot of veggies, a lot of fiber, lots. Of, all, we just have a. I think we just have a very healthy combination of food, but we do different things with beans. I don't know how you are in Australia with cooking beans, but a lot of other people who have come to visit with me and stay with me, they're very surprised with the herbs and the vegetables that we use when we cook different kinds of beans. And do they change? I beg your pardon. Do the herbs uh, change? So you know, would you use a different herb with a different bean? You can use whatever you like, really. But there's some herbs that go really nice with the beans. For example, okay. you know, if you use a lot of um, dill or fennel and mint, wow. they go yeah. great with beans, and they're also great for your digestion. Mm. But the thing is that you can do so many other things, a side dish, a salad, instead of potatoes, you know, if you want some meat or something like this, have some beans instead of potatoes. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think, I think you, Protein. I think the Icarians, um, uh, the processing is a, is a lot cleaner, really. A lot of people in Australia, if they are buying their beans already cooked in an aluminium can, whereas you guys have raw beans and you uh, <laughs> no doubt soak them and soak them well and then boil them and, you know, go through the process, which I think a lot of people don't do. I don't know. We're not so much into pre-cooked foods. We figure if it's in a can, then something's been done to it. Yeah. Well, it's well figured. Well figured. That's true. Now, yeah, that's um, very true. So I was a bit concerned going to Ikaria this year that, uh, I was going there for the third time and, you know, I knew the places where we were going and I, I knew this beach and I knew that winery and I knew this village and I was a little bit concerned that I'd have a bit of a same, same experience and I was blown away that this trip uh, personally was the most profound trip to Ikaria I've had. It, it, it took me to a whole different level in my headspace and my heart space um, but just in terms of one, one thing that really got to me was the amount of times that the moon came up in conversations uh, in Ikaria. Um, there was a big conversation when we were on the hike around the water mills. Um, I know it came up when we were with Ilya uh, doing a, a tour of, um, I think it was Left Eddie's farm. But can you just, just for this is a very selfish question, but how much of a role does the moon play in the Icarian lifestyle? Because uh, I've come home and I've planted a herb garden on a waning, I can't remember, anyway, a waning or a waxing, but anyway, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things by the moon and that's all because of this trip to Ikaria. How big a part no, of the lifestyle is it? Yeah, no, I'm deadly serious. That's I had a, amazing. made pesto with my well, very own basil on the weekend. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I know that they all the planting before. Let's see, Nina. Hold on, I'm asking Leah just to make sure my facts are correct. Hey, Leah. Sa palya kronya otan fiteva ne sa filia katone ke tora meto fengai den den piga ne. Kia koma. So even 
even way back in the day, even collecting grapes, planting, cutting, whatever you were doing was all according to the cycles of the moon. Yep. Okay. Yep. And Elias, it's even today, they still follow it. That's cool. That's cool. We did a podcast once and, uh, and we were laughing about it because Marcus's wife, Sarah, gorgeous wife, Sarah, um, had a book on the moon and we were talking about, you know, all kinds of things. We're having little giggles and I was, and now all of a sudden Marcus be, has become so infatuated with it. Like he's, it's almost every conversation we have there, it's about the moon. Like wow. my toenails grow longer in the moon when the moon is waxing. Uh, wow. Wow. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. He's had a full 360 since Icaria. I didn't think it was ever going to be possible, but it's it's happened. I now and, plan my you know, month we, by the moon. Uh, <laughs> he does. He does. He mm-hmm. plans when he's going to have a meeting. Who's going to have phone calls with? Uh, by the moon. Sort of, yeah, by the moon. Yep. All That's over amazing. It. <laughs> yeah, he's all over it. It's amazing. So we you do continue to learn things every time you go to Icaria. What I was wrapped with. I have to tell you, Thea, was I thought that we'd seen everything when we went to Icaria. But we got to see watermills. Like, right. And then we found out there was 80 of them on the island, like a watermill. Yeah. Yep. Now, is that, the, is that true? Are, are any of them still in use? And you know, They're not in use in, this, in the way that they were before. You know, they're not there for making your flour and things like this. But they're, right. they're in use in the sense that they've been restored and they can work. Okay. So they're kind of more of a tourist attraction these days. People can go and have a look at them and um, check it all out. But I don't think I don't know if you'd call it a tourist attraction. It's kind of like our heritage type of a thing, and we'd like to protect those kinds of things. Yeah. And it's something that the generations, you know, they should know what these things are and how they work. And yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because yeah, it was hard. It was it was hard work having you know taking having your wheat and having going to grind your own flour and everything like this. There was a lot of work. And they did all of that by the moon as well. Yeah, by the moon. Yep. By the moon. Gracious. That's unbelievable. Yeah, because the the wheel wheel was divided into like 30 or 31 holes or something. I was trying to explain it when I came home, but the whole water mill, which they used for processing wheat and other things. Other grains. Other grains. It was all organized. By the lunar cycle. I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I still don't fully understand it, but it definitely it got to me this time. I was like, okay, I've got to learn more about how this world of ours operates. And um, so much well, of it. Well, if you look at the moon, the moon affects everything, guys. Yeah. Mm. That's what I'm, I'm sure mm. you're both a bit crazier when the moon gets full. You should see Mark. <laughs> It's unbelievable. I turn, oh, I turn into a werewolf. <laughs> it's, uh, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Hey, um, Thea, I have to tell you a story. Um, so when we were in Nas, I uh, was talking to Yanni, your son, about this wonderful uh-huh. Greek restaurant in Byron Bay that I hadn't been to yet. And uh, and I said to Yanni, it's it's called Cuisina and la, la, la. And he says, oh, and you know that, and for our listeners, Yanni, Yanni's girlfriend is a girl called Edini, who is in uh, South Australia. And and Yanni says, "Oh, that's that's Edini's cousin's restaurant." I'm like, "You're joking!" My little town in Australia. Uh, this girl Phoebe uh, owns this Greek Icarian restaurant. Her mum uh, Themis is a teacher at one of the kids' schools. It's it's a very small world story. Um, and so come back here and uh, and go to Cuisina and, and show Phoebe photos of uh, 
Nas, she'd been to Nas just a two or three months earlier. If you saw her, you would recognize her because I think she she either stayed with you or definitely dined um, with you. And then took three, did three lunches in three consecutive days. Um, took Damo there. Uh, and then took a couple of other friends there and had some of the Icarian wine from uh, Afiani's. Um, and we are sp- awesome. we are spreading the word about Ikaria. And then one of the friends that I took there, Sam Gowing, has been in business for 20 years, and she had her 20-year celebration there the other night. So the word of Ikaria is spreading and spreading far and wide, and I just think it's incredible that uh, a little corner of this earth part in Australia is very much connected to uh, your beautiful village uh, in Ikaria. So... There you go, hey. You can't get away from us. Whatever you do, you cannot get away from us, Icarians. We're everywhere. Tell you what, we yeah. cannot wait. And it, <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's. I was just going to say, it's it's connected by the moon. That's how <laughs> That's it is. Totally true. Totally true. <laughs> we are heading back to Ikaria for more jokes and gags like this. We do all kinds of things with up to well, with no more than twenty people. We are going to the beautiful winery of. Afiani's. We have a couple of beautiful beach days. We are situated in the village of Nas, where National Geographic did all of their research to really uncover the longevity lifestyle of Ikaria. We go on mountain hikes. We play with the goats. We wear goat bags. We go to a Panagetti, which is a local festival. We go to an incredible essential oil. Well, we go to a, a property that has um, an incredible amount of wild herbs growing. Last year, we, or this year, we harvested. Um, Rosemary, we harvested six kilos of rosemary and distilled that into oil last year. It was peppermint. Next year, you never know. It could be something else. But we uh, we go to the Thermo Hot Springs, which is one of the most curative hot springs that you've ever been to uh, on the planet. We go to a number of villages and spend quality time with the locals and really live the Icarian lifestyle that has become known as the leader of longevity. Thea, we cannot wait to see you August 30 to September 8 next year. Uh, you might have to hold a few rooms for us. It's going to be a wonderful group of people looking forward to spending another quality 10 days with you in 2020. As always, as, as always, it'll be wonderful to have you all with us. We always have a great time together. Big love to Ilya and uh, Yanni Lefteris and uh, Yanni and Joanna and Lena and Marina and everyone that's there in Nas, Athena and Poppy and everyone else, yeah. Marika, well, well, for sure. Dimitri, to the entire village of Nas, send them our love, our best wishes. Um, look, look after your knee, Thea. Look after oh, your knee. It'll be fine. And uh, and the head nurse there, Ilya. I hope he looks after you well. And yeah, we can't look. We can't wait to see you uh, in August, September next year. Sounds good, guys. You take care of yourselves. Love to both of you and to your families. Be careful with the moon. <laughs> okay. I've scheduled don't it in the it diary. It's a serious thing. I'm not joking. I don't think this is not funny. I'm serious. I know, I know you are. Uh, uh, He's even been working on his moon tan. He's so serious about it. Moon tan. Yeah, I moved out of the bedroom. I sleep on the driveway now just to get a bit of a moonshine going. 
Um, <laughs> if you want more silliness, you can find out all the information about our uh, longevity experience to Ikaria at 100notout.com. For more info on the great man Damien Christoph, head on over to damienchristoph.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. And if you travel to Ikaria independently, which many of our listeners do, you can always stay at Thayer's Inn and Restaurant. Check it out on TripAdvisor or where all good accommodations can be organised. It is the number one place in the world, but we are slightly biased. We think it's a whole lot more fun when you travel with a like-minded group of people like us. Um, Damo, have a wonderful week. Thanks for your support as always. Thank you, PC. You too. Thank you, mate. To our editor, Joseph Tomo, and all of our lovely listeners, thank you for making this podcast possible. And until next time, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.